when you follow the nudge, that's the Holy Spirit nudging you. You know what it is. If you're a Christian, you get that often, and you're usually just brushing it off. We have a million excuses. There's no excuse. Mm. The Holy Spirit nudges you, follow the nudge, and you'll live in the fog. You'll live in the favor of God. Amen. You live in the promise of Romans 8.28. It says, when you live for my purpose, I promise you everything, even the bad stuff, I'll work together for good. That's the end of worry. Hey, I'm Paul Lewis Cole. This is the Brave Men Podcast. I'm fired up you're here. I hope your day's going well. If not, it's about to be better because you're going to meet Barry McGuire. He's a car guy. He's a Jesus man. And uh, he was the host of Car Crazy. I don't know if you remember seeing this. It's still on. You can find it on YouTube, but it was on the Speed Channel and other places for two decades. If you go to Car Crazy and put it in your search engine, You'll find a whole bunch of shows. They are awesome, man. I did uh, kind of like a little deep dive one night before uh, our conversation because we have some mutual friends, and they told me, man, this guy's fired up. You're going to love him. I go, I remember him on the uh, TV program, and I've also used his products, McGuire Car Resources and Products. uh, It's like paste wax and liquid wax, and it's, uh, it's this kind of stuff that, that guards your car. And I, I remember using it 30, 40 years ago. And uh, and then to meet him was just a thrill. It was awesome. But I, I went on uh, YouTube and I found these uh, car, car Crazy Central and started watching some of the – I mean, I did a deep dive. And then I, well, I went off the edge. And uh, it was awesome. I mean, I watched the Jay Leno show. I watched uh, some Hot Rod show. I watched uh, uh, meeting with some drag racers. It was, it is awesome. And if you like cars, you'll love it. Uh, Barry McGuire, though, when you think of the show Car Crazy, you think of a guy that's just all into that. But in all of it, what he did was share Jesus. His whole life is that. He has a website, in fact, called Ignite America. And it's about igniting your life through following Jesus Christ with a passion. You're going to love this guy. I want to thank those who are sponsoring this. Uh, we've got our Lions Roar Asia coming up. So CMN Indonesia, one of the sponsors of Brave Men Today. Freedom Life, Pastor Sam Masteller, Pennsylvania, Christiana, and other places in between. Uh, they are a remarkable church. Thank you for sponsoring today's podcast. Uh, we have other friends and partners. You can go to cmn.men and find all the tools and resources to disciple men that we have at Christian Men's Network, a uh, global movement of men who desire to lift up Jesus Christ and change the future of the world. And, you know, the, the real deal is, and when you meet Barry McGuire and hear some of his stories, you you realize what life is really about. It really is about Jesus, about sharing Christ with your life so that somebody else's life is better. That's what we do at Christian Men's Network. We help resource pastors, leaders, organizations who disciple men. And really, my uh, central thing as the steward of that, as the president of Christian Men's Network, what, what drives me, is I believe every child deserves a loving dad. I believe every child deserves a loving dad. 
I sat with a man the other night, a, a good friend of mine, close friend, and he showed me a photo. He said, this just happened this morning. I looked at it, and it was his father, very, very elderly, laying in a bed, holding his hand. He said, my father told me he loved me for the first time in this photo. This man's in his early 60s, and, and I said, brother, whoa. He said, yeah, that just happened this morning. Just happened this morning. He's, he's in a care center, and he just reached up, grabbed my hand, and said, I love you. First time in his life, 60 years. See, I believe every child deserves a loving dad. And I believe if we can do what we do in this podcast and Barry McGuire and what he's about to share will get us fired up, get us to do something with what we have in Christ, it'll change the future for hundreds of thousands of young men and women around the world. So I'm fired up about it. Barry McGuire, car guy, Jesus guy, uh, president of McGuire uh, Products and Resources for uh, Cars, Automobile uh, care. They got 75 different products. You can look at them online. M E G I U A R, like guitar. And uh, so Barry McGuire, what a what an awesome thing. Hey, you're gonna love this. Thanks for being around with us. Uh, Paul at cmn.men is how you get a hold of me. Email Paul at cmn.men. And here is Barry McGuire. Talking with Barry McGuire, who's the former president of McGuire Auto Products, uh, host of Car Crazy. We're going to get into that right away. And then also um, the founder of Revival Outside the Walls, Ignite Your Life. Okay, Barry, I want to get right into the car thing. Because I, I grew up with the like the bug, right? Yeah. You have a 57 Chevy that's yeah. your original first car. Well, yes and no. Um, I, um, um, uh, it was my first car for sure. And, um, it was the old, uh, three and a tree, uh, shifting back in the three day. The column. And, yeah. And you remember when the Hearst shifter came out, revolutionized the, yeah. the, the world when you can downshift, uh, without stopping into first gear, people <laughs> now wouldn't have any idea what that means, but, but I did that. <clears throat> I sold the car and, um, I was so upset with myself, I went and bought it back again <laughs> and had it. But at the time, there was no such thing as a car collector no. going up in value. It was a used car. Yeah. And so I sold it, regrettably. And um, it was about 20 years later. And uh, I just realized, I, just, I thought it many times, I was uh, I, I I need to get that car back. I, that is that is one of the icons of the hobby, and I yeah. have, you know. So I did a search and found one, and now I've had that car for um, <clears throat> probably forty years. Wow! So I had the first one for maybe three, four years, and yeah. so I, and for me, they say that's your yeah, it is. I mean, I don't see it's, it's the same interior, it's the same everything. Yeah, so it's the same car. It's our car, you know. So yeah. But, so then really, so. Because yeah. you grew up in a car family, McGuire Auto Products, yeah. uh, basically started by your grandfather. Frank, My grandfather, 1901, praying man, way too much uh, time to required, but he just prayed and God gifted him with some great information for formulations. And uh, he was 
He was in the furniture polish business, and he wanted to create a perfect finish of black lacquer furniture. That was in 1901. That's where it started, yeah. If 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 anybody knows McGuire's right now, and you ask them what or what are we most known for, <clears throat> they would tell you it is creating a perfect finish on black paint. So I my I knew my grandfather. He died when I was eight years old. Wow! I'm still honoring my granddad's original passion in 1901. Isn't and, that something? Uh, you know, and now we're the number one selling car wax, and it's just it's been it's been an amazing ride from. When I got out of college, we were buffing cars in garages, uh, yeah. thick with grease, and that's how we sold our product and got inspired to go retail. And um, I said, God, I don't know anything about retail. <clears throat> so I got to lean on my, <clears throat> it's already my favorite verse, trust in the Lord with your whole heart, obviously, and don't lean on your own understanding. And I said, God, it's so easy for me. I have no understanding. <laughs> I don't yeah. have a I can't lean on it. Nothing. I don't know. I don't yeah. know retail. I know how to buff a car. That's all I know. And uh, from there, and we could spend hours. I could tell all the miracles of people coming in my life and sharing with me, encouraging me. And when you trust the Lord, when you really trust Him, the key is, yeah. and we'll talk about this a lot during this conversation, but this thing of trusting God with your whole heart is critical. It's not just trusting. We can trust, but if we trust Him, we waver. Folks, if you're worrying, if you finish if you finish praying, you're still having doubts. You're wavering. Mm. And James tells us in chapter one, the beginning of chapter one, if you waver, don't expect to get anything from me. You're like a, yeah. a wave of the sea driven by the wind of toss. You're, you're double-minded. Don't expect to receive anything from me. You may be, may be crying out your heart for God, helping, help me, help me, please help me, God. But And then almost shouts your, your untrust. When you're about, help me, God, help me, God. If you have trust, you just trust. And... I got to tell you, we we have problems come up regularly and have for decades, and we just yeah. we just know it's going to take. Trust. I don't even have to articulate it. I, he, it's Jesus. not what our words are; it's what our heart is. And when See? we know our heart, we can trust Him. It opens a door where He promises I, that I will answer your prayers. Uh, trust me with your whole heart; nothing wavering, and I will direct your steps. This is bound for every person listening to us right now. This is bedrock. How do we how do we live these days in a way where we know God's answering our prayers and directing our steps? Um, and then the key is you have to love Him, have to trust Him, not sorta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to go all in. You can't you be just go. a little bit pregnant. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. can't be a little bit pregnant. No, that yeah. <laughs> so igniteamerica.com. You can you can see why uh, Barry is known as ignite your life. But you know, you so you hosted, but you were executive producer, founder of a show called Car Crazy, which is actually known as uh, one of the impetuses that that rebuilt a whole new generation of car enthusiasts. Well, it, it, it kind of did. It kind of did. Uh, first off, I'm not former. I'm still peddling car wax. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's my that my can't give this it is what up. you I, do. I, I'll never retire, so I'm still doing that. Um, and I go to a lot of car shows and. And very yeah. involved. So that's that is. I'm still I'm still a businessman per se. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not but we are all of us are full-time ministry. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, the car hobby was struggling and um was disjointed. And if you're a hot rider, you didn't deal with the classic guys. And if you're a low rider, you didn't deal with the hot riders. And there was there was yeah, all yeah, this yeah. distraction. And and everybody thought they were I'm the real car guy because I wrench on my engine. And he doesn't yeah. wrench it, he can't be a car guy. We had all these divisions. 
and we wanted to break that up. So we came up with the idea of a, a, a common call. So we really gave our customers, we're the only company in the world that's ever done that, that I know, we gave our customers a branding. If you love cars, you're car crazy. And we may yeah, have all you branded types it. of cars, There's no question. we all have the same passion. We all, it's a brotherhood. And I've traveled the world, as you know, and we shot TV for 18 years all over the world. Uh, covering car guys and car guys are all the same and they and not only in their love for cars but it spills over into their entire lives and you know what i'm talking about yeah there's a brotherhood typical car guy is uh, living scripture where they know scripture or not but they are giving and caring and and long suffering and, and they're competing at somebody on a car show and and they need a part and you i i'll help the guy you will show up over, with it. exactly you know? It's 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 the greatest community. And I often tell car guys when I'm speaking to them, if you could earn your way into heaven, you'd be at the front of the line. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, but you know, it's uh, it's how you get to heaven is not based on what you know; it's who you know. Yeah, it's what not what we yeah. did, but what he did on the cross. Yeah, so McGuire's, but but I want to because uh, I want to give a, a little bit of my thing, if you will, for just a quick second. Sure. I became a car person in 1962 at the L.A. Car Show. When two things, two big things happened to me. Number one, the prototype for the Mustang was there. Oh, it was a two-seater mid-engine. As I remember it, Barry, it was silver. It reminded me of when you go to the Porsche Museum and you see the old hand-built aluminum horses. Because it was aluminum. And I'll never forget that. It was it was because we're coming out of the age of the Edsels and the you know, all that stuff as a kid. And all of a sudden I'm in, my dad took me to this car show and I saw that. And it's like, I saw the future. It was like, something happened to me, just grabbed my heart. And the second big thing that happened is big daddy Roth hand signed a rat fink poster for me. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yes. Oh my (laughs) God. Oh, that's you're in. I I mean, I'm old, so I can remember that stuff. But man, that was it. So I'm into hot rod magazines and all these things, and you know. Uh, but but you grew up in it. A lot of people grow up in these things, and then they go some way different. You know, they, they, I don't want to be a part of that. What was it that your father did right, or your grandfather that put this uh, in your life with a love for it? Well, uh, I would. I would. My dad and my and his brothers were not car guys. They were they're car wax guys, and they did not have the love for cars. I always talked about the family and we're car guys, but the fact that I was really the only car guy, and they didn't want me to go into the the retail market and fought me. I mean, I had wars for thirty years. They're trying to stop me because they didn't want to be in retail. Um, because it was a business to business professional organization. In that, yeah, I uh, we we created a an award that we gave this great name to. We came up, it took a long time. We came up with this name. We called it the McGuire's Award. <laughs> and it was honoring the person of the year for the car hobby. And we started the in the uh, Peterson Museum. Oh, wow. It went to the, the uh, Beverly Hills Hotel, then the Dorothy Chandler. Ended up at the Kodak Theater, packed with 3,500 car guys. We had the Beach Boys. And we rice it. There's only can be so many low riders, so many hot riders, so many European classics. So it represents the entirety of the hobby. And I gave a presentation on why we're car crazy. How is it that only 10% of the world's population uh, 
our car crates that actually we when a cool car drives by we it captures our attention and the other 90 yeah. percent of us pay no attention why is that i explain it you can go on on uh, uh google and google car crazy gene like a dna gene car crazy gene it's hilarious and i really describe why 10 percent of the u.s of the world's population are car crazy yeah all over you the world it. I mean, I've been to Havana. I've seen those guys polish those things. I mean, yeah. it's a lot of Bondo, but they yeah. got those old 58 Chevys and all That's that. All been, got. That's it. 57. I've been all over the world, though, and I've seen yeah. there are people that there's basically mostly men. Yeah. But uh, but what was it then? So you you did the whole transition then because really you took a, if you will, business to business company and made it an international brand. It was it was purely God opening doors. Um, you know, I, I would go to one little shop, uh, retail stores, trying to get my product in there. That I, you know, I finally got one product into Walmart. Uh, now we have seventy five products on the shelves. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's, wow. it's been quite a ride. But more importantly, to go back, nineteen seventy three, I launched into retail. But at that same time, um, <clears throat> Karen and I were struggling in our not in our faith at all, in our joy. We were struggling in our joy. We were doing everything right. We were giving my parents modeled for me what you should do, and we gave. So that's money. that's one thing your father did for you is he modeled what it was. Oh, he, my mom and dad, and father and man. and both their parents before them. My grandfather, mm. my dad's father. I have a, a book on systematic theology of his, and it's written on every page. That was my really. It started with wires. That's my dad's dad. My mom's wow. and dad were both pastors. They helped start the Nazarene denomination. Wow. And God, godliest people I ever knew. So I was trained mm. well. So I knew all this. But but in giving sacrificially of our time and re-volunteering, we had no joy. We wanted joy. There may be some people listening who said, I, I just feel dry. I, I know mm. God's there, but, I, but, but I'm not having fun. Yeah, and we wouldn't have fun, and so we prayed, and we literally started praying. Let's start praying for joy. And our our church at, at that time had a fiftieth anniversary celebration that we went to. They just had their hundredth celebration, and I was the speaker. <laughs> <laughs> but this was fifty years earlier. It's nineteen seventies, <laughs> and uh, uh, they had Herb Ellingwood there, there as the speaker. Herb was the legal affairs secretary for Governor Reagan. Yeah, Herb Ellingwood and my dad were good friends. So you would know yeah. this. We sat there for an hour before he spoke, and he never mentioned Reagan. He talked to me and gave me one story after another nonstop, crying, laughing, crying, laughing. And last night, you can't believe, last night on the plane, I was, this, it was so incredible. God just opened the door, and I I walked away from that conversation. I said, that's what I want. God, wow. I want that. That's what I'm wow. praying for. That's my heart's desire. And that was Herb Ellingwood. That was Herb Ellingwood. Wow. When I get to heaven, after I see my mom and dad and my daughter and loved ones, I'm going to find, going to find Herb Ellingwood and say, you won't remember me. I was some young punk kid at the time. You ignited my life. And for the rest of my life, I wanted to be an igniter like you. I wanted to be Herb Ellingwood to as many people as I could be. And that's the reason for our ministry. That's That just blows my mind. I did, because on your bio, it says you met a man in 1973. <laughs> and uh, my father did a 
TV show with her. Uh, he stayed at our house. He was one of my, uh, for me and my sisters, uh, he was a, a person, my dad, uh, he would, my dad would bring people to our home or through our church that he wanted us to meet. You know, that was part of the, how he helped raise us. And Herb Ellingwood was one of those people. And that was Herb Ellingwood. Wow. Amazing man. Amazing man. Yeah. So I'll skip ahead just for a sec. So we started sharing our faith intentionally. We had done it spasmodically before. We knew we should, but it was always sweaty palms and scratchy throat and not wanting to do it, but doing it out of obligation. Here she's having fun doing it. Nobody ever told me sharing your faith could be fun. Wow. That was a total new thought to me. So uh, we started doing it and started having fun. And it wasn't but maybe maybe two months. I don't think it was even two months later. We were laughing one day and we said, we have joy. Wow. We have joy. We've had it ever since. It's amazing. And, and that, so the healing of your marriage was actually, it, it was, if you will, you, you helped others. And then it became a blessing to you. Oh, you're, you're, ste you're stepping into the biggest theme of all. Um, let, I just, let me give you another little piece here. Then I want to come back to hold that thought. Because that's a really <laughs> important thought. But um, the transition was that for the next three years, we started sharing our faith yeah, and having so much fun to the point that I thought God was leading me into full-time ministry. Okay. Now what is full-time ministry? I'll get to that. Uh, so here we go. I, I closed the door to my office one day and I said, God, I, 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 you've opened doors for me. I'm three years into this retail thing. You just done unbelievable miracle after miracle after miracle. I'm loving it. It's challenging. It's bigger than me, but I think that's what you want me to do. But on the other hand, um, the ministry thing is exploding on Karen and me. And I, I feel like you want me to go into full-time ministry. And I just want you to know I'm ready. I would, I, would, I just want to be, I just want to please you. Yeah. I just want to please you. I just want to do what you want me to do. But you, if you want me to go to full-time ministry, I literally said, you almost have to speak to me in an audible voice. That's what I said. I didn't say you had to, but I said, you, you're almost to the point where I know for sure. I just need to know for sure. Not 20 minutes later, a guy walked into my office. His name was Dave McNutt. Um, I can't say I knew him from my church. He went to our church. I knew him in that he spoke from the platform a couple of times. He was a missionary kid, grew up in Africa, my same age. And so I knew who he was, had no contact. I never exchanged a glance with him, and now he's in my office. And he walks in, sits down, and says, hi, Barry, I was in the area, thought I'd stop by to see, how's it going? And so I made a snap decision that as a missionary kid, he probably wasn't into cool cars and shiny paint finishes. So I, I started telling people I've been sharing my faith with, and he quickly said, wow, he said, God's given you a wonderful ministry here, hadn't he? The, I mean, it's like slapping me. It's like twilight, so it's like, why would you say that? Wow. He says, well, a, a, a pastor could never reach these people. Wow. Uh, as a businessman, you can. It's obvious. And he gave me this word. It's 1976. Mm. It's obvious that your business is your pulpit. Mm. Folks, wherever you are, that's your pulpit. It's not later on. It's not preparing you. No, it's right where you are right now. You have influence. You're there. Take advantage of it. It may be in a horrible place. Better, even better if it's in a dark place. But he told me that. I said, I, I got to tell you, I just prayed this prayer not 20 minutes ago. He said, oh, that explains it. I said, explains what? 
He said, I just dropped missionaries at Orange County Airport, dropped them off there. And I was driving up Red Hill, which happened to be the closest main street to my office. And he said, and God spoke to me and said, go see Barry McGuire. Wow. And I'd seen the name in your building. I recognized it for church. But I said, no, I, I don't know Barry McGuire. And I, I'm driving down the street to your office. And I'm literally saying, I will make a fool out of myself. I don't know who he is. I don't know what kind of business he's in. I don't know anything about him. But God would not let me go. And folks, that's being obedient. If he had not been obedient, I would have been a horrible, failing pastor. I'm not a pastor. I'm a businessman. Mm. And he stopped me from making a horrible mistake. I was wow. on my way. And he stopped that. God just stopped that. Yeah. It's un unbelievable. So from then on, I realized it's not overlapping. Our entire life is ministry. There's nothing for us. There's nothing secular. Every part of our, there is no, there is no separation between secular and there's secular. No separation. So everything we do, whether we're out to eat or we're buying a car or at a car show or whatever we're doing, shouting for our team, we're in full-time ministry and how we conduct ourselves in the extremes of those emotions um, have consequences. Yeah, they everything, do have consequences. Everything we do, just say, pardon me, but everything yeah. you do, everything, everything you do is moving everybody watching you closer, further away from God. You're in full-time ministry. You can't stop that. Yeah. When you, when the errant word comes out of your mouth, exclamation, when you're indulging in something you know you shouldn't be indulging in, when you're rude to somebody, when you pass by somebody, when you sip them on a tip, it's everything you do is bringing people closer to God or further away from God. You're, we're, we're all full time. We're all witnesses. Some of us are witnesses for the prosecution, but we're all in the game. <laughs> and, 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 and when we do that, the blessings come pouring down and you can't even keep up with them, folks. If you're not living in that zone, if you're not living in that zone, you, you have no idea the joy that's available to you for being a Christian. This is what Christianity is all about. Sharing sharing your faith healed your marriage. Oh, it heals everything. Yes. Yeah. Everything. Helping others find Christ enlarges you. Boy, uh, Let's touch on that because I know we don't have a lot of time left, but there's two scriptures I've profoundly um, <clears throat> changed and and challenged by and excited over, and the two scriptures that every person listening to us need to hear it. Mm -hmm. I, I talked about this wholehearted faith thing. Most of those listening to us right now are not living wholehearted faith. You can say you trust the Lord with your whole heart, but the fact of that is you're, you're worrying. In fact, the statistics tell us 80% of all Christians are worrying. Yeah, anxiety. Anxiety. Anxious. Uh, I've preached at great churches, and they stand in line afterwards. They tell me how they're all caught in fear, and they're being taught well. We Fear is not, it's not scriptural. Well, if you live in fear, you're not living in faith. And without faith, you can't please God. Right. And without faith, you can't share your faith. So I always say that Satan's number one weapon against you, Christian, is putting fear into you because if he can keep us to 10% of the population, he's got it made. Then he can wreak havoc with the other 90%. And that's what he's doing right now. He's blinded their eyes. They see evil is good. They're, they're going like crazy. And we can't stop it because we don't have any faith to do that. How do we get to wholehearted faith? That's the big question. The answer is in a scripture you know and you have not comprehended properly. 
It's Romans 8, 28. <laughs> yeah, for all things. He says, I tell you, he, he just, he, it wasn't a flippant conversation. No. This is to the church. And yeah. he says to us, I promise you, this, this is God, folks. And he's promising you, he'll make everything in your life work for good. Your parenting, he'll make your marriage, he'll make your job, he'll make your schooling, he'll make your finding your mate and, and being a parent to your kids. All of those things you can tie back because the entirety of life comes back to are we living in God's promise or not? Are we allowing God to speak through us or not? And he says, when I promise everything will work for good, I will make sure even the bad stuff. I lost a daughter. Mm, Nicole. I was dying in the hospital. They gave up on me. Yeah, it was 2010. Was my business ripped away from me. I was moments away from losing mm. my business. I never lost my joy. You know why? Because I quoted Romans 8.28. All wow. things work together for good for those who love me. And, and this is the part you never hear preached. To this day, I've never heard it preached. And I've heard thousands of sermons. And you live for my purpose. Mm. What's God's purpose? There's no argument of that. He came to seek and save the lost. He had mm -hmm. one goal, to seek and save the lost. So he's saying to you, if you live for my goal, if you live to every day to seek and save the lost, if if you live to move everybody every day closer to Jesus, you're living in my promise yeah. of Romans 8, 28, and you have no more fear. It's powerful. Yeah, I think no. it's the second most powerful scripture in the entire Bible after John 3, 16. This is how you have jumping out of your skin joy, even when bad <laughs> things are happening. You, you say, God, <laughs> I can't wait to see how you're going to get me out of this one. Because Acts you know, two, yeah, Acts 2.17 says, uh, in the last days, because everybody's concerned, the 24-7 news cycle gets everybody anxious, fired up, concerned, in fear. Jesus said, at the end of the age, men's hearts will fail them because of fear. You know, he said in first Timothy, 2 Timothy 1.7, you know, I didn't give you the spirit of fear. But Acts 2.17 says, in the last days, I will, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Yes. Now, in Texas, where I live, Barry, we say all y'all, not all flesh. We say, I will pour out my spirit on all y'all. On y'all. And all y'all. All y'all. Yeah, I like that. I well, like that, that is, that's the antidote for anxiety. Just, just to know the promise of God is in the last days. I will take all these things and work them out for your good. That's so, an amazing uh, promise. Yeah, I'll go ahead. And your wife had to live through that. And in 2010, you had a near-death experience. Yeah, I was, they gave up on me. And I, you know, uh, I, I, it, my general health is great. I, my doctor just told me, just keep doing what you're doing. Y'all, I don't have yeah, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. But health issues. So, but I had a, a, a virus that God gave me because he wanted to stop me and put me on my back so he could talk to me. <laughs> but the doctors gave up on me. The virus was attacking all of my organs. They couldn't stop it. And they wow. said, we can't, we can't help him. Um, wow. But I sat there, I said, well, God, um, I think you have plans for me. I'm feeling that you're, you got a lot of stuff for me to do. And I'm excited about that, but I'm pretty excited about heaven too. So I'm gonna, I, I, I tell you this, if I'm going to die, I don't know. But if I'm going to die, I'm going to die trying to lead as many people to you as I can. <laughs> yeah. And so it became a game. And in all the pain, I had a lot of pain. 
but but I overcame right. it by the, who's the next person to walk through that door? To walk in I, the door. At the end of the day, and when I got out of the hospital, I counted 23 different doctors and nurses mm. that I moved closer to the Lord's, had serious mm. conversations, prayed with them. Folks, wow. if you're in the darkest spot, your testimony is stronger than they see me now. Oh, why, why wouldn't he be happy? If I had what Barry had, you have the company and a beautiful wife and cars, and well, you give me that, I'll be happy too. No, I was, when I had no money, when I was dying, when I lost my daughter, I had the same joy. Mm. Yeah, your test <laughs> is your testimony. My joy is the fact that he saved me, and I'm on the way to yeah. Yeah, so it's not based on your context. It's based on who oh, he is. Your Let me give you one last scripture. Yeah. Um, and the, from, from Genesis to Revelations, he tells us to share faith. Um, I've written a whole a book on it. It's called Ignite, Ignite, Ignite Your Life. Your life and, which and, is available on IgniteAmerica.com. It is, or Amazon.com. Or, or Amazon. But the point being, if you share your faith, you're living for God's purpose right? Mm. That'll ignite your life. Yeah. And so I now realize the word tells us that God has mandated, commanded, commissioned, called us into the ministry of reconciliation, made us as a mess. He shouts this message. One thing, it is the great commission, share your faith. Why? Why did he make it so important? You want to know why? So you can have wholehearted faith. Come on. And he says that in Isaiah 43.10, he says, he explains why. The one scripture he says explains why you should share your faith. Every one of you listening to me right now, listen, this is this is for you. I appointed you. In Jeremiah 1, he says, I, before I put you in your mother's womb, I set you apart to be my witness, okay? But Isaiah 43.10, he says, I appointed you as my witness so that you will know. Mm. You, not that they He's not loving you to use you. He's loving you because you're his number one priority. Yes. And he knows. And when you share your faith, your faith is alive. It ignites you. It'll ignite your life and he'll never lose you. If, if you don't share your faith, we atrophy. And that for the church is today, we're going through the motions and we're not having fun and we're worrying about everything. And who's going to get elected next? And what are they going to issue? To, <laughs> uh, and poor me. And we're just holding on to the end of the rope, hoping we get to heaven. That's not how we're supposed to live life. Now is the time. And, and, and 80%, over 80% of the end church are looking for God. It's never been easier. We've been sharing our faith every day, Karen and I, for 50 years this year. I can tell you, and you know this, it, it's never been easier. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody no, knows. No, because, because there's no hope. There's and, no hope, so they're and looking. The, and we yeah, have They're it. looking. What they don't they realize. God. In these where you're able days. to share with them, Perry, is that hope isn't a concept, it's a person. Oh, yes. Hope is a yes. person. Hope, hope is alive. <laughs> Hope has a name. Hope's name is Jesus. Absolutely right. That's been the close to this uh, Brave Men podcast for 150 episodes. (laughs) Hope is a person, and and hope is Jesus. Been talking with Barry McGuire. We could talk forever on this stuff. It's uh, you know. Let me give the website again: igniteamerica.com. And the reason I'm directing you, uh, if you're in your car or something, don't don't try to text it, but. Stop and write it down. Listen to it again. Igniteamerica.com. Easy to remember. And the reason this is important, the, the, the book's great. And these other things, you got some great testimony videos. But I think what's key on here, Barry, is 
why to share your faith, number one. Number two, how to share your faith. And number three, tools. In other words, you've got conversation starters, you know, that are normal life, not like, uh, I don't know, man, there were four spiritual laws when I was a kid. Do you know the four spiritual laws? And people go, no. And you go, crap, I can't remember them either. I had one, but I don't have number three. So then you just no, give I, up. I, I, I was horrible at that. Yeah. 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 The Roman road. Too, I can't I, remember Romans three, Romans eight. Hang on. There's another the Romans one. Road. <laughs> so but I, you know, you know every, I couldn't do all that stuff. But yeah. what I could do is I sat on an airplane next to a guy and he was agitated. And this is after cell phones had just come out and, and he had just hung up. The, I heard him talking. He hangs up the phone and we take off. And I said, uh, I just, you know, hey, man, you you look a little upset. Oh, I'm fine. Good. You know, uh, stewardess comes and I said, uh, I like what's going on. He goes, I don't know, man. He says, my girlfriend's really pushing me. So I look at his hand. He's got a wedding ring on. So your girlfriend's pushing you. Oh, yeah, she's. I said, well, what's what's that do? He says, well, it just creates complications, you know, because a married got two kids. We ended up in a conversation. We ended up praying together because he knew the right thing and the wrong thing. Okay. I mean, right? Because didn't the half-brother of Jesus, you know, James says, you do the wrong thing. because You know the right thing, but you do the wrong thing anyway. It's that fight. And so uh, when we landed, I said, uh, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. And when we land, you're going to call your girlfriend and tell her this is the last time you're ever going to talk. So he did that. I said, this is, you're going to man up. You want to have courage. You want to have him be a man of character. You want to have some gonads. Here we go. Do this. So he did that. We pray together. <laughs> we're, this guy's a professional. He's on his way to uh, actually buy a company. And so uh, we ended up getting together. He was from uh, where I live. We ended up getting together for lunch a couple times and just walked him through healing of his marriage. And Lord. it's just a little thing. Just say, hey, what's bad phone call, huh? Yeah, 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 you know. Yeah. Oh, and you, you, oh. just ask, you just ask one more question. Yeah. It's, the, it's yeah. not the first. It's the next question, right? It's because you actually care. And I can tell you, uh, you could tell us a thousand times that has happened. I mean, most likely off camera during uh, your show, Car Crazy, which is actually, I could, Car Crazy for me is like that little hole that I could go into at midnight if I'm not careful and I could stay up till 3 a.m. <laughs> because you're at all these really cool places. And now with Ignite, uh, with Ignite America, you do these great interviews like the one we did with Greg Laurie with his bullet car. Yeah. You know, and uh, all those things. So anyway, but Barry, that's the reason I wanted to bring up this whole well, uh, website, uh, Ignite America. Can, yeah, if I can add, reinforce what you're saying. Yes, please. Uh, it's, <clears throat> the Bible doesn't say anything about sharing your faith by memorization and showing off how much memorization you, you have in your brain or anything else. He just says, I'll know you're my disciple by your by your love. Mm -hmm. So we just love on people and we love on everybody. If we love our neighbors as ourselves, we're as concerned for their salvation as we are our own. And if if that's the case, then we're going to do everything we can to lead everybody around us closer to Jesus. And that means we're not going to be doing the other eight of those things. We don't have to think about the Ten Commandments because we just automatically, out of joy, want to do everything we can to lead people to Jesus. So it, it is it is that, it is love. But in the love, 
when you love the Holy Spirit's in it and and he'll bring conviction to the people you're talking to even if they don't if you don't notice it it's there it's a Holy Spirit conversation and and then um mark 13 11 says don't prepare yeah so I don't have to hammer him with yeah you, stuff you can't you can't prepare these conversations come so quickly and so yeah. So easily, you couldn't possibly know. I go for one, and the this guy's son just committed suicide, oh. and this guy's wife just filed for divorce, and and this guy just got the word that he got cancer. And you can't prepare, so don't prepare. And then he says this wonderful scripture in Luke twelve twelve: the Holy Spirit will give you the word to say when you need them. And so when you totally relax, it's the opposite of being sweaty palm and scratchy, and I don't know what to say and all that. Just relax on loving people, and you'll be amazed how God will give you the word to say, even scriptures that you haven't thought of for years. Okay. And then you know that God is using you. That at that moment, God orchestrated that conversation right in the aisle at Walmart. He orchestrated. He's giving you the word to say, and you're seeing the life in front of you change. That's how you have intimacy with God. You know, God is actually speaking through you. There's nothing else in our human experience that allows us the opportunity to understand and experience the intimacy of God speaking through us. And let me tell you, when once you have that, <laughs> well, it's intoxicating. Nothing, you talk about, more in faith. You talk about like. car crazy. It was an addiction. Well, this is a bigger addiction. Yeah, that's a bigger addiction. But let yeah. me let me go back on something, and then we'll finish up and, and pray for our friend who's listening right now. But yeah. uh, there is a preparation point, you know, and that preparation is knowing Christ. That preparation is knowing Him. You know, when people say, "Hey, you should be in the Word," because the Word is alive and the Word is breathed. It's it's God. Uh, when God breathed breath into Adam and came alive. That breath is what we receive through the Word. And so the word gives us breath, then the presence of God, his presence, who he is, that river of life. So now your preparation is knowing him, intimacy, intimacy in adversity, right? Developing character and courage. And then when you speak life, it flows as a river. Oh, it does. So Amen. now it it's not like, uh, man, I got to remember these three things of this. Dude. It's like. And a lot of it comes out of our own thing. A lot of it comes out of our own pain. Yeah, I I don't know that exactly what you're dealing with, but let me tell you what, what happened in my life. And now I have this hope that I can't even explain. And I, I had a guy one time uh, walked into our church uh, years ago, and he said, uh, man, I like the aura in this place. As he's leaving. And he's one of the world's leading experts, therapeutic repair uh, one of the leading teaches it all over the world. Uh, chiropractic therapeutic repair of upper body injuries. It's one of those sorts of wars. So Jim, I said, Hey Jim, I tell you something. He goes, yeah, I love the aura of this place. I said, I'll tell you something. If you'll give me a couple minutes at Starbucks, I can actually teach you how to carry this aura with you. Yes. yes. You can actually carry it. And at any point in time, you're going to be able to pull up this aura. Immediate access. Yes. Yeah, total. He goes, you're kidding. I said, no. I said, it won't cost you anything. I'll pay for the coffee. We meet at Starbucks. About the third time we met, Barry, he goes, okay, so this is about Jesus. I go, yeah. <laughs> 
We go, yeah, that aura is the Holy Spirit. What you felt was that. And so now at the end of his four-day training sessions all over the world in front of hundreds of physical therapists, he says, I'll, I'll take a half hour to give you the activation principle that I was taught by a man. At the end of this, it'll be free. So if you want to stay, and he has 90% of people stay, he says, okay, here's the half hour activating principle. I gave my life to Jesus Christ. And he starts this whole thing. He's got this whole, we worked on it and he's got it down. And But that was that, because uh, a lot of people, I think Barry would say, oh yeah, it's not an aura, bro. It's not an aura. Yeah, you know, and we could kind of cut that off. But I go, yeah, dude, it isn't, there's this thing. I can teach you how to carry this. No, yeah. Why'd you love that? Let yeah. me give you two, two quick phrases that will stay with you. Yeah. Yes, sir, please. I heard one earlier, never lift. <clears throat> there is a car guy term that everybody knows, everybody, whether you're a car guy or not, it's called pedal to the metal. Mm. And um, and so you, you just you stab it and you're going to go. Uh, the term that if you're in racing, you know, is called never lift. Mm. I've raced not a lot, but I've raced enough to know what I lift that's when to get past. Okay. And I also discovered that when I lift, it's because I'm lifting out of fear because I'm coming into a chicane or, 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 or a rise or something. And I don't have the faith that I can make it through. But the, but the, but this, you notice the same drivers are winning most of the races. Uh, they don't lift. I mean, they do. Obviously, there's a yeah, technique. Yeah, yeah. To that, no, I, get I get the, it. You get the understanding that they don't lift when I'm lifting. They're not because they have the confidence they can do it. It's confidence. Now, you take that spiritually. The, the, the big painting behind my desk shouts this message because it shows this road. And you're going up when there's a rise, and and you and you can imagine going 200 miles an hour, thinking, I think I'm gonna, I don't know what's on the other side. I might need. The point yeah. being, when you get the call that your mm. daughter just died, yeah. When you get the call that you find out they've taken over your board, or they're going to throw you out of your hundred-year-old family business the next morning. Mm. When you when the doctors walk in and say there is no hope for you. Jesus. I've been there. Yeah, you have. I, I thank God he allowed me to go through this and many, many more because now when I talk to people, I have experience. And I can tell you I survived all those and many more by never lifting. Yeah. I never lifted. I never lost my joy. I tell me, mm. don't let anybody, don't let anything rob you of your joy. You can be happy and unhappy. That happens all the time. Joy is different. Joy is when the, the fall, they put me in an internment camp. Man, there's a lot of people to reach for Jesus in an internment camp. I don't care what happened. No, nothing's going to rob me of my joy. I never lift. Okay? So good. Last phrase I'll give you. Follow the nudge, live in the fog. That's Follow the that. nudge, live in the fog. We all know what the nudge is. Yeah, talking to a secular friend, it happens how many times continually, and they're Continue. all groaning and moaning, and you feel like you should pray for them, but oh, he'll think I'm an idiot, I'm a wacko, I'll lose his friendship. No, no, you're you you walk by somebody, you see they're hurting, but yeah, but I don't, I got it, I got a Bible study, I got to go to, it. <laughs> some more important. <laughs> um, my friend just found they got cancer. I should call them, but I, I don't know what I could say. Yeah. I mean, but love. Yeah, love all these excuses yeah 
you follow the nudge, follow folks, the nudge. To me, when you follow the nudge, that's the Holy Spirit nudging you. You know what it is. If you're a Christian, you get that often, and you're used to just brushing it off. We have a million excuses. There's no excuse. Mm. The Holy Spirit nudges you. Follow the nudge, and you'll live in the fog. You'll live in the favor of God. Amen. You'll live in the promise of Romans 8, 28. It says, when you live for my purpose, I promise you everything, even the bad stuff, I'll work together for good. That's the end of worry. Karen, I haven't had one for decades. We don't worry. Worry Have you uh, pray for our friend who's listening right now and pray that joy, that that, uh, sense of expectation of his presence? Absolutely. absolutely. He's a man on a mission. I would love to do that. And I would just mention one more time. This is 50 years of learning this. Ignite Your Life is the book. And practical experience of how you do that without offending. I've never offended anybody. Never once. People don't get offended when you tell them, you know, God loves you. <laughs> and, and it's Barry Maguire, M-E-G, like guitar, G-U-I, drop the T, A-R. Barry Maguire, uh, Ignite Your Life, IgniteAmerica.com. Let's pray, brother. Go ahead, Barry. Father God, we love Jesus. you. We honor you. We praise you. We thank you that you you are God. You created the universe. You created us. We're, we're, we're so insignificant in your eyes. We're nothing. But you implanted yourself, your image into our lives, and you love us. Mm. And you yeah. died for us. There's no way we yeah. can enter your presence, holy God. You're, yeah. you're sinless. You can't tolerate sin. How Jeez. can we possibly come into your presence? There's only one way. There's only mm-hmm. one way. Somebody has to pay a sacrifice. Somebody has to pay a price. Jesus. And you sent your son to this earth to die the most hor- horrible death ever devised by man, mm-hmm. shedding his blood as a sacrifice so that those listening to us right now can have eternal life as, as, as we do. It's a gift. It's a gift. Yes, it is. (laughs) Help those who don't know you right now, Lord, to say to you right now, and I'll lead us. And and there's no secrecy or magic to the word. Just in your heart, just shout to God as I'm leading you. Holy God, I recognize who you are. And I thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on that cross horribly in love Mm. as a sacrifice for my sin, my gift. Mm. I receive your gift. Now I receive it. And I know what I do that receiving eternal life. Jesus. I'll you forever. Jesus. Hallelujah. I promise you, God, I accept you, Jesus, as my savior and my Lord. I want to serve you the rest of my life, doing what this conversation you just heard, knowing that when we live for your purpose, you'll make everything in our lives work together for good from now until you return. And then for those who are struggling in fear, and if, if the statistics are correct, and I know they are, most of those listening to us right now are living in fear. Satan attacks us. Jesus. 
There's a million things to be afraid of. Yeah. Our own finances, our own family, Please. our own health. What's going on in Israel? What's going on in Washington? Jesus. What's going on in public schools? I mean, everywhere we look, what goes on? When we walk into the shopping center, are we safe anymore? It's a million things mm. to be afraid of. And fear destroys us. That yes. sinks back on you. God says, be with me. I will direct your steps. Yeah. <laughs> He'll say his guardian angel around you. He loves you. I, I pray for that one right now who's listening to me that has been terrorized by fear can't get away mm, from it come on it constricted and lost all the joy yes, you know Lord. who god is you know who jesus is jesus. You're on your way to heaven, but you have no joy jesus that's satan's attack and he's laughing at you don't let satan laugh at you come on laugh at him <laughs> he has no power over you he has no power over you. how do you do that romans 8 28 hmm God's promise you, I'll make everything in your life work together for good if you just love me and you live for my purpose, not yours. I learned 50 years ago, my business is not my God. Mm. Uh, it, uh, when I get to heaven, it's not going to matter how many bottles of car wax I sold. Mm. I've sold a bunch. <laughs> there is nothing to be thinking about it. The only thing that's going to matter when you get to heaven is how many people are in heaven because of your influence. Come on. Jesus. Because of your influence. All this other stuff, it means nothing. The challenge we have in this world is nothing compared to the glories in heaven. And you'll have more glory. Yes, the scriptures are replete in it. There are rewards in heaven. And those rewards are based on one thing. How are we, God's given you influence. What Come are you on. doing with your influence every day? Commit at this point, I pray. If you want to get out of fear, this is how you do it. Holy God, you know this. I'm speaking for you at this moment to those listening. If you'll move everybody every day closer, just, just if it's only with a, a touch of the hand and a God bless you, we yeah. know, Holy God, that you'll flow through us. Amen. And you'll give us joy that we never knew Amen. existed. <laughs> This is what serving you is all about. This is why we are bond servers, because we, we know that when we serve you, God, you give us way more than we could possibly think of or imagine. Life is abundant. I've been through this life for 80 years. I've never had more excitement. I've never had more energy. <laughs> never had more fun. Because every, when I walk out that door, I walk onto the field of the car show, when I'm in the restaurant, when I'm in the aisle at Walmart, I'm surrounded by people who need you. Yes. Yes, Lord. You've given us influence. Help us to use our influence, God, for your glory. And in that process, know that when we do that, we give ourselves to you. You bring it back a thousand million times fold. And you give us that peace. We pray it so flippantly. Give us peace of past understanding. It's not magical. It's not something you just hand out like a candy. You get like candy whether you're, whether you're good or bad. It's a partnership. Mm -hmm. And when we live for you, when we love you, really love you, holy God, if we really love you, we'll serve you. We'll do the first. Yes, Lord. If we Thank really you, Lord. love you, we'll share you. We talk about what Thank things you, we're happy about. If, we're not, if we don't tell people about you, we're not excited about you. That's a self-indictment. 
But when we love you, thank you, Lord. When Jesus. we love you and we're excited thank about Lord. you, we care everybody. You can't stop us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the joy of seeing people being changed in front of knowing God's using us. We're not doing, but He's using us to change those lives. Changes everything. Come on. And most importantly, it changes us. It'll change the, everybody listening to us right now. Amen. Father God, I pray. I pray. For everybody listening to us right now that's suffering and struggling and feeling fear mm. to realize this is a, such a simple way. The byline of the book, quite frankly, says, defeat fear with effortless faith. Come you on. You don't have to work at it. It just happens. Yeah. By knowing Jesus. And your purpose. Help us, every yeah. one of us, to do that yes, every Lord. moment of every yes, day Lord. until our last breath, until we yes, see Lord. you face-to-face -face. in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Man, Woo. hey, never lift. There, here's a here's a sermon somewhere here. 1966, <laughs> I saw Jim Hall, Hap oh. Sharp, race Laguna Seca. Did you really? Did I was you? there oh, as a kid. Goodness. You witnessed that. That was the first where they put the the wing on the top. Had to get the downdraft. Chaparral race car. Yeah, and I saw Great that. Racing. And uh, so there's a sermon there, Barry, something about the wings and, yeah. the, and the aerodynamics and the downforce that keeps you yeah. on track. Well, we just saw it at F1. They lifted off the, the manhole covers right off the track. In the That's right. Well, yeah, obviously, uh, you know, Red Bull did something, but, you know, <laughs> you know, obviously within the rules, I'm just saying somewhere, one of those technicians, you wonder, you know, it makes you wonder, there was some guy out there just walking around praying over his engineering stuff, you know, to come up with the downforce that, that helps yeah. that guy. What are you in 19 out of 21 races or something crazy? Up those sides so that they can hold sucked down to the ground like that. It's but amazing. it can't be too far because if it goes too far, then you bottom out. Yeah, yeah. So this is, this is a there's a sermon right there, Barry. Oh, no, you can preach that. You can preach, you can that. preach that. <laughs> hey, man, it's been great having you on, uh, brave men. And uh, uh, God bless you in everything you do. We pray everything your hands touch will prosper. Every yeah, place you put your feet will be holy ground. And that God will cover your family and your wife and your life with a shroud of his presence. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Good Honestly. to meet you, brother. Thank you for having me. So. Brave Men is a production of Christian Men's Network, a global movement of men committed to passionately following Jesus on the ground in over 100 nations worldwide. You can receive the Brave Men motivational email, find books and resources for discipleship and parenting at cmn.men. That's cmn.men. Your host has been Paul Lewis Cole, president of Christian Men's Network. And if you haven't yet, please make sure you subscribe to the Brave Men podcast wherever your fine podcasts are downloaded. Thanks for hanging with us today. We'll see you next time on Brave Men.